You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and joining me once again is Wiley, a.k.a. the Venomous Stare. And Wiley, it seems that our situation has gone from bad to worse because now it is official. Michael Gallup has gotten his payday by the Dallas Cowboys. Well, Alex, the Cowboys got so many undeserved wins during the season where we weren't able to do enough negative episodes. So now we're sort of having to get back to the mean, so to speak, and do the requisite number of negative episodes. Because I feel like some people sort of view us as an overly negative show, especially like at the beginning of last season when the Cowboys were doing well. And now that the Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper fiasco has sort of concluded, we're in this weird situation where we're sitting here saying like, well, this is really bad. And a lot of people are sitting there saying, oh, the Cowboys are going to be great again. This is going to be another classic playoff year. And this is one of those trades that you're going to look back. And I swear to you, in history, it's going to be... One of those where it's a Roy E. Williams type deal, where when you look back, it's like, I cannot believe that Michael Gallup was slated to be the numero uno receiver. This is a terrible day to be a Cowboy fan. Atrocious. Speaking of Amari Cooper, my boy Ricky Lentwinkowicz, the, the host of uh, <clears throat> of our Rivals, uh, the football discussion segment of the Paint Trade Pipe on Productions, actually made a strong prediction that by week six of next season, Amari Cooper is going to suffer an injury and be out for the season. So, I'll take I'll take him up on that, but we'll have to wait and see because when it comes to Ricky, 99% of his predictions come true. But now that we're stuck in this particular situation, and it, it, sources say that this, te- that this deal is team-friendly. Look, I'm not going to argue that or not because, you know, it, it's irrelevant. The argument is honestly irrelevant, but the contract is five years, $62.5 million, and $27 million of it is guaranteed. And part of that guarantee is a $10 million signing bonus. Well, it's part of hosting shows like this is predicting whether or not it's going to be a good deal or a bad deal and going out on a limb and making predictions. And I know you're just trying to be an honest, journalistic-type figure and give people a fair shake. And I can really respect that, but... On the other hand, if you think something is going to be definitely sloped in one side, whether it be good or bad for the Cowboys, I think it's on your journalistic integrity and duty to state that. So in that spirit, I'm going to go on the record here and say that this deal is an abhorrent disgrace. Michael Gallup is going to be the worst Cowboys receiver since Roy E. Williams, and we're going to be deeply disappointed by this. And if you don't want to be that extreme, that's completely fine. 
You can say it's going to be average. You can say you think he's going to be great. But if you say, oh, we're going to wait and see, I don't like to make predictions, that in two years when Michael Gallup is terrible, we can't sit here and say, oh, well, we said Michael Gallup's going to be terrible. We predicted it. Because you can't say we predicted it if you don't really predict anything. So what do you really think of this contract here, Bear Man? Let it all hang out. Well, first, uh, if we do come back in 10 years, I can't say we predicted it because that's a lie. Okay? I'm going to be back here and say... Wiley predicted it. Not me, Wiley, because I'm going to do the honest journalism thing. I'm going to give the credit to where credit's due. Look, I can't say that, I can't predict that Michael Gallup is going to be is going to be in for a bad season because I always say this, don't make predictions that you can't back up. You know, I, I honestly have to, I should trademark that and put it on a t-shirt. But look, the bottom line is at this point, what I can cover with is the fact that Gallup's career so far can't be ignored. I mean, how many times did he has he led the league in drops so far, Wiley? Oh, the amount. But you say he, he his career can't be ignored, which almost sounds like he's a hyped prospect or someone really exciting. In most and, cases, uh, yeah. But you know, the fact that he's injury prone, and I mean, he's injury prone. He's dropped passes. You really mean? On the, on the on the he's made mistakes running the routes. I mean, that's I, that part right there. Say what you mean, Alex. Yeah, that's, it. Oh, that's he, what I mean he, right there, yeah. He, he, oh, he's got to be seen. That's a positive statement. you got to be clear with our audience here. There's no point in being vague, you know. We're, we often brand ourselves as harbingers of truth and people who don't blow smoke up people's asses. And we need to hold honest to that label. And we're sitting here talking about Michael Gallup and his lack of talent, and you're all of a sudden pulling back and saying, oh, I'm not sure how he's going to do. You don't know until you see it. We're going to have to wait until five years to make a first comment about this trade. Well, I wasn't finished. Like, but, okay, well, I'm giving you my prediction right now. Michael Gallup will be a fraud. This okay. will be a terrible trade. He will drop too many balls, and the Cowboys will suffer deeply as a result of relying on him. Now, I think you should make a prediction doesn't have to be that strong. It doesn't have to be negative. doesn't have to be positive. But if you're going to do a show like this, you can't be afraid to make predictions. Anyone can sit here and say, oh, we'll see. Well, I just don't know. I, I can't call it for sure yet. Yeah, of course you can't call it for sure yet. That's why it's called a fucking prediction, man. Well, that, you can't, well, you can't again, be so afraid was, with predictions. I was not finished. I was not okay. finished. Well, what's going to happen? Tell me. Okay, well, my prediction is this, that it's going to be an average season for Michael Gallup. But Meaning he, what? you want to talk about a prediction is he's not going to play a full season. There's a prediction for you. He's going to get hurt? Okay, I agree with because that. Because so far he's been hurt many times. He's going to drop a lot of passes because he's been doing that. So that's what I mean. Take a look at his career. Because if people have been watching, they know that he drops passes. They know that he makes mistakes on the routes. They know that he gets hurt. So, yeah, obviously I, I could have made it a little, bit, a little bit more clear, but of course, you know, when people actually watch the footage and they know what's going on, they pay attention to what's going on, they know how Michael Gallup's career can't be ignored in that particular way. So you're right. Maybe I should have mentioned it that way, but the fa problem is Cowboys Nations, you know, obviously you have to go deep because knowing how unintelligent a lot of them are, but you're right. But yeah, you want a prediction? Here's a prediction. He's going to have an average season, but he's, he's probably going to play 10 to 12 games at best. He's definitely going to get hurt again. And I don't. It's not that I want him to get hurt, but he's been injury prone. I mean, he just got paid, and he just and he just recently had a torn ACL surgery. I mean, 
So like, so it, it makes sense that I'm predicting that you know he, since he has already a, a, he already has many stints on the injured list, you know it's almost inve- inevitable that he's going to be back on that list because you know an injury prone receiver when he's seen one when he's been hurt so many times already. That's a great point, Bear Man, and that's something that we brought up in previous episodes. In fact, the very last episode we did together where we spoke about the Amari Cooper deal, we spoke about Amari Cooper's injury history and his toughness and resilience, and I brought up that, look, well, Michael Gallup's been hurt too. You can't view Amari Cooper as this guy who gets hurt all the time and is soft when he's sitting there playing through injury and Michael Gallup misses six games in a row. And it blows my mind that the Cowboys are ostentatiously viewing this below-average injury-prone receiver as the answer. It's absurd. Yeah, exactly. I mean, now, as far as Amari Cooper goes, the injuries, I mean, understandably, the injuries to, to Gallup are serious, but, you know, that doesn't matter. But what I don't understand, and, and we have to talk about this, Wiley, because Skip Bayless... And this is not a joke, you know. Again, I don't. We don't blow smoke up uh, up people's ass. We tell the fucking truth. And here's something that's just because it's on Twitter. Skip Bayless says that he prefers Gallup over Amari Cooper. But you know what? You know why I'm not surprised? Because that's fucking Skip Bayless for you, right? Skip is the guy that will try to make the sort of controversial take. He'll try to be cutesy cute. He spends three hours a day on a show that talks about nothing where he feels cut and sort of demoralized and made to feel like less of a man because his co-host, Shannon Sharp, receives talking points from the show's production staff before the session starts in the show. And this leaves Skip very salty and in a position where he ostentatiously overstates things throughout the entirety of the show. There's no way that you could be an intelligent, legitimate Cowboy fan and come to the conclusion that the worst panhand receiver in the entire league is better than one that has been very solid for years. And in in his prime, Amari Cooper was a pro bowler. You can make arguments that he's washed up or somewhat diminished, but even in a diminished state, his hands are undeniably better than Gallup. And anyone defending this Gallup deal is a fucking idiot. And a me guy to boot. And you can quote me on that. See, that's why I'm refusing to confirm it in my honest opinion, whether it's, it's a friendly, it's a team-friendly deal or not. Because look, what I want, what we need, is we need results, okay? And that's not what we're getting. You know, we're just, you know, because that's what the Cowboys do. They just want to dump the money trucks on the guys who don't deserve to be paid. It's obviously they don't care about winning. They don't care about these positive results because you made you made sure you explained it in the last episode, Wiley. It's publicity stuff, right? That's true. You guys have got to make sure and check out the last episode. I know there are a variety of guests on this show, but I was a guest in this last episode, and Bearman and I really sunk our teeth into the dynamics of this trade, how Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper were different, how they matched up stylistically with Dak Prescott, and it was a predecessor episode to this episode. It was a precursor. So after you're done listening to this, go listen to that one, because... We brought up a lot of points about these two guys and sort of talked about the idea of Cooper getting traded. And now it's official. And, well, it's official that he's gone, you know, and we got nothing for him. And it appears as though Michael Gallup is going to be the answer. We're going into a season where the linemen have gotten worse, more injury-prone. 
and in a position where they're going to be less of an asset on the roster, and you're banking on Dak and Zeke even harder, you're banking on Gallup. This has all the makings of a disaster season. Last season, due to the defense, we saw a lot of overperformance, and I think this season we see the disaster that we sort of alluded to last season, and a lot of fans, I think, were really happy to see us be incorrect about our initial predictions about the Cowboys not being very good. So obviously the people that listen to the show are huge Cowboy fans, so when the Cowboys do well and we predict them to not do well, people will sort of sit there to some extent and be like, oh, Alex and Wiley were wrong. But on some level it's sort of like the things that we said weren't wrong, it just was one of these situations where their competition was worse. And the Chargers game was the epitome of that. The perfect example of that. Something that couldn't really be replicated or even written in terms of how laughable the choke was from the Chargers and how dim-witted and arrogant Staley is. The Cowboys benefited from that, and they benefited from the weakest division in NFL history, which they swept 6-0, as they should. And as I pointed out in Week 3 of the last season of the show... That was the key to winning, the old bing-bong key to winning, winning the division games. The Cowboys did that and won the division as a result and got embarrassed by the Niners as a result of that. If you win the worst division in NFL history, sometimes you get lucky and you make it into the playoffs, but you put yourself in a position where you don't legitimately deserve to be there, and that gets exposed rather quickly, which we saw against the terrible 49ers when they got embarrassed in the first round. (sighs) Including Dak saying, I'm glad the fans threw stuff at the refs. That's like how fucking misguided and dim-witted Dak is. He thinks that that loss was the refs' fault. He saw, like, 15 seconds left and tried to run, like, a 12-yard quarterback draw and was like, yeah, it was the refs' fault we lost. I'm in soup-ads. He's a dim-witted, mean-spirited, bad person. Dak is a bad guy. And you say what you will about Tony. You know, he was an idiot. He was a gunslinger. He was inconsistent. He was a choker. Tony was never a bad guy. Dak... Walks that bad guy line every week. And I'm so tired of hearing Dak Prescott ostentatiously framed as some fucking denizen, some citizen. Oh, we won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Didn't you hear about his upbringing? Didn't you hear about his parents? He's a putz. He's nothing. I'm tired of hearing this Dak dick ride. It's repulsive. I mean, exactly like... When I, like, basically, like, you don't, you don't hear me, like, after I get something wrong, like, make, if I make a prediction wrong, you don't see me blaming this on the fact that I was bullied as a kid, because me getting bullied as a kid has nothing to do with the prediction that I made. I mean, it's... Exactly. It's, oh, yeah. Like, you, you and me say that the Cowboys are going to get second and they get first. Well, haven't you heard about Alex's upbringing? Haven't you heard about Alex's upbringing? He was forced to be bilingual and he was bullied. Haven't you heard about Alex's... Just like with Dak's upbringing. Haven't you heard about his parents? Haven't you... Single parent... Haven't you heard about his parents? Like, shut the fuck up. I'm so tired of having Dak's corny little news package 
boring pregame segment ostentatiously shoved down my throat is an excuse for him to not develop for four straight years. You can take that shit and shove it right up your pussy. Fuck that. That's absolute garbage from bad, dim-witted, self-absorbed analysts. And I've had a belly full of it, Alex. Dak is not that good. It doesn't matter that he grew up in a trailer. You don't get bonus points or bonus quarterback rating added on because, oh, year four, he hasn't developed at all. Oh, I guess he's better. Oh, did you hear he was mixed raced and grew up in a trailer? Yeah, every fucking week I heard this shit. Doesn't make him a better quarterback. Doesn't mean he shouldn't be criticized. So, I mean, how, how many players, famous players, came from nothing? I mean, Terrell Owens is one of them. Jerry Rice, I mean, dude, those two guys, I don't know about their upbringings, but those two guys didn't even go to a big school, okay? But, you know, <laughs> seriously, like, look, we get it about Dak, but that whatever he went through, it, it uh, it's no excuse. I mean, I would say you're embarrassing yourself if you're bringing that up as to why Dak Prescott is screwing up. Look, Dak Prescott is overrated because the facts say so. Look at the film, for God's sake. Look at the games. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, you know, when I talk about how, why, why am I predicting that Michael Gallup is going to get injured again and have an average season? Because that's what it's been so far in his career. You know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean? Statistically and with the eye test, Alex, you're dead on. Yeah. Now, if Michael if Gallup, Gallup is if a Gallup, drop machine, yeah, if Gallup has a fantastic year, then fine, I'll give him credit for that. But I can't predict that will. because it's not, it's, not look, it's not a right prediction to make. We don't sit here and ostentatiously act like, oh, like we say that Michael Gallup's going to be disappointing, and then he has a good year, and we shit on him and act all bitter. No, no, no. If Michael Gallup. As a 1,400-yard season with 12 touchdowns, we're going to praise the shit out of him. And say that we were, we're not. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, we're not going to sit here and be bitter. Look, what did I say after week three of last season? The Cowboys are going to clean up their division games, win the division by default, and then get embarrassed. What happened? That's, exactly they, that. They, there you go. See, what, see... Why do you think I, I always say, don't make predictions you can't back up? So then they'll say, well, Alex, how could you back up the fact that he's going to get hurt? Like, because he's been, he, he got hurt already. He got hurt, like, he missed a lot of time last season. He's, he's led the league in drops at least twice, hasn't he? See, there's the backups right there. Stick to the facts, people. One of the first lessons I learned in journalism was, was a quote from, from a classmate. Get the facts straight, homie. That's what he told me, and that's been stuck in my brain ever since. You go with the facts. You don't bullshit around. It's bad enough that, you know, today how crooked the freaking media is. They don't stick to the facts. They just blow shit up there because they get paid to do it. We don't need to get into that, but that's just, that's the point is that Wiley and I were freaking, I mean, we're political prisoners in this thing because we get crucified for telling the goddamn truth, but you know what? I don't care. We're going to keep doing it. You can't scare me. No, nothing. Well, you can't scare me into stopping from doing what I love to do and doing it right. Well, Alex, you've never been a guy that's afraid of the facts, and you've held a rigid adherence to the facts, and that's a great thing. But let me make one very important point before we move on, is that when you say don't make predictions you can't back up, that is completely different than saying don't make predictions. Because... Whenever you make a prediction that's intelligent and prudent, like my prediction last season that the Cowboys are going to clean up the division games and win their division and get embarrassed, that was an intelligent prediction because I could back it up based on the fact that they're 
division was an abhorrent disgrace, yeah. the weakest in recent history, and their non-division schedule was also very weak. My point is, is don't mix up. Don't make predictions you back up. You can't back up and don't make predictions. Because on talk shows like this, you're going to have to make predictions all the time. You're going to have to use the best of your ability to figure stuff out and really puzzle together stuff and guess and make predictions of things that you can't say for sure. So don't feel bad if you have to make a prediction and make yeah. a guess at something you can't say for sure. Because I feel like sometimes you're a little bit too gun-shy when it comes to making predictions on these shows because you have such an adherence to the truth and you're so objective. Exactly. Which isn't even, it's, it's not even a bad thing. But you can't get in this habit of, oh, I'm afraid to make predictions on my sports show because it's like unprofessional. Or people will laugh at me if I'm wrong. No, fuck that. Like, well, I get laughed at. I get laughed at. We get laughed at all the time. So I mean, I, well, I you, care less. <laughs> you, you, you can, you can sit here and say, I think the Cowboys are going to have this record. I think that Gallup's going to have less than a thousand yards. I think Gallup will be average. But don't sit here and say like, oh well, oh, prediction. I can't. I mean, it's it's a sports talk show. A big fucking point is to make predictions. Mm-hmm. Let's not let's not sit here and act like, oh well, you know, we can't tell the future. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, okay. I mean, we're not possessed by nothing. But I, I think one thing just for me to remember is like, it's just a prediction. It's not like I'm betting my life. It's not like I'm betting my entire life on it. It's just a simple it, prediction, really. At the you're end gonna of the day. get stuff. You're gonna get stuff wrong, and that's just part of the show. Yeah, and that you know. That's part of the show and people listening is that we sit here and tell people how the Cowboys are going to do every year. Some people listen and don't say anything and enjoy what we say. That's the vast majority of listeners. Some people want to see what we say fail and be untrue. Your Jesus Ramirez's when they hear that, oh, the Cowboys are going to be bad, they want us to be wrong. And then some people who might even be Eagles fans, as funny as that might sound to you, People from the Eagle or Giants Phantom might listen to us and say to themselves, Oh God, the Cowboys lost this week. I can't wait to hear these true boo Cowboy fans sulk and be unhappy. And really, Alex, what it comes down to is the fact that people just want to hear the truth. And if you predict something and are wrong, they're going to be really willing to tune into that next episode and be happy and listen to us like eat crow. And I feel like that was a lot of last season as we were saying like, well, the Cowboys aren't that good, LOL. Don't be afraid of the Cowboys. And then they would beat some shitter team and some idiot who listened to the last episode would be like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. I can't wait to listen to Bear Man and Venom do a whole episode about how they were wrong. And then ultimately we're, we were right. That was like the story of last season. <laughs> As we were talking about how bad the Cowboys were, and their schedule was so laughably weak that we weren't vindicated until the fucking playoffs. You know, speaking of Eagle fans, I've noticed that more Eagle and Giants fans are actually listening to this. One of them that was introduced to me by Ricky from Paint Trade Pipe Bomb Productions, he explained to me that he didn't start listening to my show namely because it's it's a Cowboy fan destroying the team. He says what at first that's what got him here, but then when he listened to the episodes, he learned that that I'm not that we're not bullshitting, and that's what actually kept him, you know, coming back for more, like you know, sticking around and catching up to the show. So, 
you know, at, at the end of the day, like, sometimes, like, these Eagle fans, at least they're going to go, like, well, at least there's someone in Dallas who at least knows what the hell he's saying. Because, but, you know, honestly, let's be honest, it, it's very rare to find people who are willing to, t- willing to tell the truth. Yeah, basically any Cowboys show you have is going to either be hosted by sycophants or it's going to be hosted by people who are willing to lie to get interviews. You look at 105 through the fan. Don't worry, folks. In six and a half hours, we're having Demarcus Lawrence on to toe the party line and say absolutely nothing. And people gobble that shit up. And they're not going to rip the Cowboys because they want those corndog interviews. Well, you know, as, as far as 105 through the fan goes, I mean... I don't really listen to him, so I can't really, I mean, can't really do any, say anything about it. But, you know, the, the bottom line is, you know, whatever you think of ESPN, whatever, I'm not like them. You know, if, if, if when people ask me, Alex, what's the best way to describe uh, the Bear Pet Texas podcast as a whole, whether it's Cowboys Talk or my soccer show? You know what my answer is, Wiley? A dissent opinion? Nope. I just say it's not fake news. Yeah. Because that's what we're not. I mean... You, but then people now say, "Well, one of three the fans not fake." He's like, "Well, you know what? Look, I don't even I don't listen to him, so I mean, I I, I don't even want to get in that conversation." But but now well, I can back, I can tell you it is fake news, and they blow smoke up people's asses as a fucking practice. Yeah, it's just that I think one of the guys that's connected with him or that works in that station actually is a strong supporter of mine. So I mean, I I don't know. I mean, he just tells me, "Look, keep doing what you're doing, Alex." That's all he's told me. So you know, I'm glad that I got his support. But we don't need to get d- deep into that. But but going back to this whole thing, uh, you know, there's actually some news that we should talk about. It's not Cowboys related, but I think you should definitely know it. And it involves a quarterback because now it's going to be compared to the Cowboys throw the money truck in a stupid way, or is it the Minnesota Vikings? Because guess what the Minnesota Vikings did today, Wiley? They paid the much maligned quarterback. Yeah, check this out. And this is according to Tom Pelissero. The Vikings are signing Pro Bowl quarterback Kirk Cousins to a one-year, $35 million, fully guaranteed extension that puts him under contract through 2023. And this year, 2022, Kirk Cousins will be paid $40 million. Well, I think it's an interesting thought experiment in the NFL. You always hear people say shit like, the NFL quarterback's the hardest position in any sport, and you hear all these cliches like that that might or might not be true. Then you see a guy like Kirk Cousins, who's been like a 6 out of 10 guy his whole fucking career, and then you see teams like paying Kirk Cousins and putting themselves in this position where suddenly it's like, Oh, well, Kirk Cousins is our guy. He's not just the best available, like, in one free agent year. But he's suddenly, that, he's that dude. Like, Kirk Cousins is the shit. And we're going to pay him. And he's the franchise guy. And it's this weird situation where you're sort of sitting there rolling your eyes if you're a fan. But you're also in a position where it's like, well, you see a fan, you see a team with, like, a Teddy Bridgewater... And they're just never going to do anything. And maybe Kirk Cousins can get you to a conference title game. And you know what's funny to me really is like Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott are the same skill level that people watch the soup commercials with Dak and sit there and gargle the whole load and pretend it's great. And people act like Kirk Cousins is terrible. 
and it's just like they're basically the same fucking player. And if you ask your average Dak Dick Rider, your average is a nine out of ten, and Kirk Cousins is a four out of ten, and it's like, no, nah, dude, they're both a six out of ten. Oh boy, I mean, but you know, at the end of the day, the way I see the situation with Gallup and then you know with Kirk Cousins, it's Cowboys being the Cowboys, the Vikings being the Vikings, right? Not committed to winning. Well, the thing about the Vikings is they have less weapons than the Cowboys and less of an identity, at least a perceived identity, and they can sort of point to Kirk Cousins as, like, better than average, whereas, like, Dak might not be better than average. That's, like, the thing that sticks out to me is, like, oh, everyone loves to shit on Kirk Cousins. He's such an easy target. And then it's like, oh, well, Kirk Cousins is actually better than Dak. And you're sort of sitting there with your dick in your hand like, oh, but what about the soup ads? And it's like, they don't fucking mean anything. It's, it's an, like, it's oh, an yeah. Deal. It's an advertising deal. Yeah, exactly. But people, people put stock in that, even if it's subconsciously. People will sit there and see the soup ads. And even if soup ads in their mind don't equate to value literally, it's like, oh, well, if he has all these endorsements, he must be better. And it's not. Dak Prescott is the Campbell Soup quarterback. He's the guy who is all flash and no substance. He's the guy that relies on the gimmicks for reputation. Whereas Kirk Cousins is sort of like memed against and laughed at and perceived as a joke. But he's better than Dak. I mean, it's getting these ads, you know, you know, for, in my case, you know, the fact that this month, you know, I, I got four advertising opportunities. I mean, getting these ads in my case took it took me near me nearly two years to get ads with, with that pay me not the best so far, but it, it could get better as long as the show keeps growing. But this month, I mean, three of the shows are actually a, a decent amount. That's been better than I got before. But it's sad that here I am. It takes me nearly two years to get a, res a respectable offer. And then, you know, like that, and all these players, you know, especially when they're overrated, they get, it, they get them just like that, and it's tough, man. Yeah, it really is a shame that you couldn't base your entire reputation off of getting ads like Dak. You'd be the most popular podcaster in the world. You'd be the next Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, and... And I'll be honest, you know, speaking of Joe Rogan, uh, you know, because some people ask me, like, uh, what are my ways to improve? And I'll be honest, listening to Joe Rogan has actually helped me improve as a speaker. But, but yeah, I mean, look, podcasting is this art to where, like, when people say podcasting is for anybody, I'm like, dude, that's a lie. If, you, if you're going to podcast, have a fucking goal, like, have objectives and take it seriously. It's not just putting a mic, recording blowing smoke up everybody's ass and just posting it on the internet for the whole well you think the whole world's gonna listen to it like you gotta take it seriously i mean in my case the fact that journalists like me and wiley the way we operate podcasting is how we can get our name out there because if we go to those major outlets they're not gonna they're not gonna let us say what we want we're gonna be forced to say what they want and we're not gonna even be paid a fair amount of money for it believe me Podcasting, you can bring it to the point. You can make more podcasting than you could with ESPN if, if you're if you're blessed enough to bring it to that point. All you gotta do is just work your ass off and keep doing it. Well, a lot of the cynicism comes from the fact that basically podcasting has undergone the same sort of influx in people as gameplay commentaries in the Call of Duty scene in 2010, where anyone who fucking 
has a computer all of a sudden decides that they have the ability to do gameplay commentary and post their games. It's the same thing with podcasting. Any ex-jerk-off player who isn't taking an undeserving job from a journalist for commentary decides that they're going to fire up the old mic and do a podcast. So that's where a lot of the cynicism comes from. Yeah, and like honestly, most podcasts are fucking terrible. That's just the truth of the matter. It, it is. I mean, there, there's some of them, you know, when I'm asked by some other podcasters to subscribe to their show... You know, I will go and listen to them and see how they're doing, but the, the fact is, if you were to ask me, Wiley, what the percentage of podcasts that fail nowadays or that podcasters that are not doing things correctly, I would probably say at least 80%. A lot of people just never touch them. You see, they that's get, the point. Bored. Like, why would you start a podcast if you only plan on doing one episode a month? I mean, seriously. Well, forget one episode a month. Some people only do 10 episodes or less and then never touch it again. Exactly. And like that, that, but that's that's where a lot of the cynicism for podcasting comes from. Is like you sit there and you're like, oh, I'm gonna do a show. I'm gonna do like a whole podcasting show, and you're consistent with it, and you do your thing. Whereas like a lot of people will do like a pod, quote unquote, podcast, and it's like a YouTube video where it's like a one-off video they did with their friend, and then it's like, oh, we never do it again. Well, that's a big reason why people are dismissive of podcasting, as it's like, if some jerk-off with the mic, like ex-athlete especially, wants to sit there and just do a commentary with this friend, that used to just be called a YouTube video. But now it's called a podcast. Oh, it's a podcast. Because they couldn't, like, they didn't want to bother with B-roll. Like, that's where a lot of the cynicism comes from. Like, every, like, you look at it now... It's like every ex-athlete and their dog has a podcast and it's ostentatiously framed just like, oh, they're just getting there after they got they retired. And really what it is is like unlistenable garbage from some clout-chasing weasel. <laughs> That's what 90% of athlete podcasts are now, is just straight garbage. Amen. All right, Wiley, uh, as we close it up, do you have anything to say? Yep. You can follow my Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at VenomousStare. Make sure you leave the podcast a five-star rating and follow the show. Alright, and ladies and gentlemen, you can find Cowboys Talk on all major streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can also find me on YouTube. And just so everybody knows, I still plan on going through my plan to starting a Texas Rangers podcast. Um, I'm not sure when it'll start. I'm trying to create a logo and trying to find a better name than Rangers Talk because, you know, name does count. But I'll keep everybody updated, and trust me, Wiley will be on that show too. So, Wiley, thank you very, very much, and we'll see you all next time. Amen.